You're listening to Dietitians Only, a podcast from Dietitians On Demand, created by dietitians for dietitians. Can we say dietitian one more time? You bet we will. In 20 minutes or less, we'll delight your ears with conversations only a dietitian could love. If KCALs, bowel movements, and PES statements are part of your everyday conversations, this podcast is for you. Yes, we're going there. And no, we're not shy about it. Welcome to Dietitians Only, the new podcast by Dietitians On Demand. I'm Sarah Glanz. I'm the corporate dietitian here at Dietitians On Demand. You've probably heard my voice over the years on some of our continuing education webinars. Uh, Today, I'm joined by Lindell Schuster. Hey, everyone. I am Lindell, and I'm the director of our account management team here at Dietitians On Demand. And um, some of you may have heard my voice in the in the past if you've ever applied to one of our positions and chatted with someone about becoming a consultant dietitian with Dietitians On Demand. Great, yeah. So today's episode is our very first episode on the topic of career and professional development. The topic of resume building comes up so frequently that it would almost be like an elephant in the room if we didn't kick off this season talking about resumes. Um, So quick story, Um, I remember when I had officially accepted the job here at at Dietitians On Demand and when I was wrapping up my previous job, um, I was in sales um, at Abbott Nutrition and I was telling my, my dietitian friends that I was going to work for Dietitians On Demand. And the first thing they would ask is, well, when can you review my resume? Or can someone there review my resume? And at first I thought it was a little odd, you know, coming from a sales background, I figured the first thing I would talk to my, my RD and food service friends about would be, you know, when can I talk to your CNM about using Dietitians On Demand for staffing? So looking back now, it's funny to me because little did I know then, you know, that I would be reviewing hundreds of dietitian resumes on a monthly basis and, you know, also talking to CNMs about dietitian staffing, but, you know, that's another episode. Um, So, you know, just a few things come to mind, like when we think about resumes and and I just want to pose the question, you know, where, where do you kind of fall on this? Are you, you know, do you have your resume updated and ready to send at any given moment? Or does it need the dust brushed off and a few good hours or days of editing? So, you know, regardless of where you are in the mix, I think you'll take away some pretty good tips and and tricks from today's episode. Today, we will touch on some high level information that you might already know, but that is always good for a refresher. I think we have some cool tips and tricks from behind the scenes that most maybe don't know. So I hope to continue this topic for future episodes. It's always evolving, you know, but also I'd love to sort of be able to pull back the curtain a little more to reveal some major do's and don'ts and also highlight some of the best of the resumes that we do receive. Yeah, that's great. I did really enjoy this episode and I felt like I took away some good tips that I can apply to my own resume. And I think you make a good point that even if you're not, hunting for a job right now it's always good to have a ready to roll resume that maybe you're asked to give a a speaking 
presentation, speaking presentation, a presentation um, somewhere at a conference and they need a copy of your resume or you know, you're volunteering for a committee and they need a copy of your resume, it's always good just to have one at the ready. So um, like you said, I think we're, we've got a really good episode on tap. Yeah, great. Yeah, same here. I, I enjoy this topic. And um, so one thing though, you know, if your resume is ready to send now, or maybe even after today's episode, um, and you'd like to get it into our database, you can submit it um, on our website to Dietitians on Demand. Um, it's our job board. You can either apply to the general job posting for any location, or you can fill out the form at the very bottom of our job board page. And then we can have it handy for you if you ever do, um, you know, want to reach out um, or maybe you apply for another position down the road. Regardless, you know, we'd, we'd love to have your resume if you want us to. Um, if you have a question that you'd like us to answer on air or if you have any um, resume wins that you want to share, um, please drop us a comment on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. So now let's dive into, day, into today's episode. In today's episode, we will be examining some ways to help you beef up your resume. So whether you are searching for your very first job as an RD or an RD-to-be, or maybe you're a more seasoned dietitian, we hope these pro tips will help get you started. So Lindell, um, I'm sure you get asked a lot about resume development and resume type questions. So can you explain just briefly how your work experience and your current role here with Dietitians On Demand relates to this topic? Sure. Thanks, Tara. Yeah, well, for starters, um, I've been a registered dietitian for almost 20 years and seems crazy to say it out loud. And for the past three years, I've been working as a dietitian recruiter. So talk about having a behind the scenes look at our profession. And so on any given week, my team and I review hundreds of RD resumes. We speak to handfuls of RDs working in all kinds of settings. And we discuss job opportunities with applicants from all over the nation. Wow. At so. times, even globally. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> a new well, one this week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, you definitely are an expert when it comes to resumes. So um, I'm sure you've seen a lot of the do's and don'ts when it comes to resume building. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, and it can be subjective at times. Um, there's a ton of information out there on resume building. So today we will focus on a few tried and true tips from our already focused recruiting team. Some of our recruiters have been reviewing dietitian resumes for over 10 plus years. It can be overwhelming at times. So let's just start with the most glaringly obvious piece, the formatting. Okay. Yeah. So what do we need to know about the formatting? Okay. So getting started, if you have a current resume or once you make a first draft of your resume, you will want to do a check of your formatting. And so just a few, few things you want to be consistent. So that means edit all your headings, bullets, font, bolding, headers, and footers to match throughout the resume. Okay. Yeah, that's good advice. Just the consistency, I'm sure, helps everything look polished. 
So is there a particular font that works best for the resume? Ah, yes. Yes. So if you're viewing on a screen, you'll want a sans serif font. A serif font is something like Times New Roman. It has feet or serifs at the bottom and top of each letter. Sans means without. So sans serif literally means without serifs or without feet. A way to tell if a font is a serif or sans serif is to look at the letter I. If the letter I is just a straight line, it's a sans serif font, but if it has a top and a bottom line, it's a serif font. Sans serif fonts are Arial, um, so that's one of the best options for your resume, especially if you're tight on space because it's narrow. Calibri is the default of Microsoft Word. It's an excellent option for a safe, universally readable font. And Helvetica is another good option. Okay, great. So those are fonts that probably everyone is familiar with yeah. um, and has yeah. access to. So that's great. Yeah, absolutely. So then the other thing, um, this sounds like a no-brainer, but grammar and spelling is still very important. Um, it's absolutely crucial. And because most resumes are now being reviewed digitally, your spell check will show that, your spell and grammar check will show those um, when your resume reviewer brings it up on their screen. So you'll wanna make sure just to still um, go through and polish it up with your spell and grammar check before you send it off. Right, so those little red lines will just, you know, oh, it's yeah. like highlighting all the errors. Absolutely, <laughs> they will stick out even more than they probably used to. <laughs> yes, definitely. So what's one of your biggest pet peeves when it comes to grammar on a resume? Ah, okay. Hmm. So mine is, well, I have a few, but I'll tell you my biggest <laughs> one. <laughs> um, it's when a statement or a sentence ends with a preposition. And so it's sometimes it's, it's tough, but you can sit there and really think about how to end the sentence. And this is kind of what I mean by this. So if you say, what are you talking about? Or you know, of, if you're ending with something like that, you want to end with a noun or something more definitive. Um, so trying to just reword the sentence, usually you can find a way to reword that sentence, but that's one of mine. Yeah. So, you? well, um, I was going to have a little anecdote about prepositions. So back when I, if you're not sure, what is a preposition <laughs> with versus like grammar lesson with dietitians on demand? Um, so <laughs> My sixth grade English, English teacher, she had this phrase, it's like a checker or something to see if a word is a preposition. So the birds flew or fly blank the clouds. So like if you can put a word in that blank and it makes sense, it's a preposition. <laughs> oh, that's great. So yeah. in the clouds. Through the in clouds. Through the cr oh, perfect. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. I like that. Yeah, so uh, pet peeves, for me, one thing I guess just seems awkward. Uh, so maybe it's a pet peeve, maybe it's just sort of a thing that like gets under my skin. But when people uh, refer to themselves in the third person, so like you're, it's my resume, but I'm saying she reviews webinars, she hosts a podcast, she, you know, does that stuff. And it's like, who's she? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So we, yeah, I, we see that one as well. We see that one as well. So yeah, that's a really good one. And we'll talk about that one. I think probably a little bit later. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really interested to hear your take on that. Oh, yeah. you know, what, what's the oh. best way? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So yeah. So thanks for sharing that um, and asking, because I think we all probably have those. <laughs> um, and then you don't think about it until you're reading, you're reading other people's work. So, um, but then, you know, a couple, just a couple other tips with, with formatting, with punctuation and spacing. I get that question a lot. Should I put a period at the end and here again, you just want to be consistent. So if you punctuate one bullet, just punctuate all of them. Same yeah, thing with spacing. Sense. You know, if you have one space between your heading and your bullets, just make sure that that goes throughout the resume. Right. So just the difference between a job that occurred in the past, you'll describe it as if it occurred in the past. Absolutely. <laughs> and then something that's happening currently, you use the present tense. So that seems yes. easy. Yeah. And then just make it, make sure that that type of um, verbiage is just consistent throughout the document. Sure. So it mm -hmm. sounds to me like a lot of this really just boils down to consistency, um, continuity, and that can help your, that can go a long way to helping your resume look polished. Yeah. Yep. That's a great word. Polished. Yeah. Polished. So um, I know this is always a hot topic, but how long should a resume be ideally? Yes, yes. <laughs> the number one question regarding resumes. So it should be concise, but comprehensive. So you'll want to stick to no longer than two pages. Um, you can read, you know, a ton of different information and advice. Um, so if you're still having trouble with that, even honing it down a little bit more, you could say that if you've got like one to five to eight years, you know, one page, and then if you've got, you know, more than that, then maybe you do go into the two pages. Um, it should be chronological, but reverse. So you start with your current or most recent position, and then you walk backwards through time. It really just helps the recruiters to see your career traje trajectory. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, also, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, as I was going to say, you know, so like after formatting, you know, you're done with all that, and then you kind of want to like just take a high level glance at the entire document. So, you know, adding to how long it should be, just a few other tips to keep in mind. This will help your, that these tips that will help your resume stand out above the others. Um, include your credentials. So preferably, prefer, preferably at the top <laughs> after your name. Um, so we can know right away um, your certifications and that you are in fact a registered dietitian or maybe you are a DTR um, or an NDTR. So we want to know that right up front. Mm -hmm. And then you want to add the best stuff above the fold. So what that means is you want to list your experience first, education second. Um, we're really looking at what are you doing, you know, currently. Um, so the other thing is adding in a, a section called experience highlights. So I like to see this section for RDs that have varied experiences and settings and roles. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, so what types of things maybe would be included in the 
experience highlights? Sure. Yeah. So you can include it first and often in place of the objective section, which is also optional and quite frankly, not as helpful as the experience highlights or professional summary section. Um, you would only really use the objective sec section if you're making a major career change and need to explain why your experience doesn't match up to the position to which you're applying. So under your, you know, ex your professional uh, summary or experience highlights, you could have um, what you would say are maybe you've got five years in acute care experience. So instead of them having to read through each job, which can sometimes look very similar, right? So each hospital, you were an acute care dietitian and, and it may very well look the same. So you can put that you have five years in that in that type of setting. And then maybe you wanna say that you've also had four to five years in a management, clinical management setting. And then maybe you launched your own business and you wanna say five years now in private practice of ownership of a company or something to that effect so that we know high level what we're looking at as far as how many years of experience in each particular setting. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So just sort of like a at a glance mm -hmm. summary type thing. Um, yeah. I like that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, totally optional, but I will say we, we do really love seeing that. Okay. And then timing and tense. So um, this is something like, for example, we want to talk about what we did at a job. So you're explaining your job duties and you say something like it's a current position. So you wanna say manage, maintain, assess, provide, because those are things you're currently doing, right? So if you're explaining duties for a previous position, you would say things like managed, maintained, maintained, assessed, provided. That being said, you also want to um, remember those things that aren't you know, work experience, things like speaking engagements volunteer or service-oriented experiences, publications, research, side hustles. And if you're new to the field, it's always a good idea to list your rotations and include your site name, duration, and list of duties during that time. I also love to see how long a particular rotation was for you. Okay, yeah, that's a great tip for interns. Um, as they're coming into the field, you know, a lot of them don't really have any work experience as dietitians. So that's, sort, that's a great way to include some professional experience on the resume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, in fact, was just reviewing a new grad resume and I saw that she had done some of her rotation in the facility that I was hiring for. And so I oh. thought, wow, that's great. You know, so I definitely want to talk to her after that. So, um, so that's always a great, you know, it's a great idea to include that site name as well. Definitely. Okay. And then the other thing is just to keep in mind that as you go and move through your career, you're going to potentially interview for different types of settings and different types of roles. Um, and each of your experience, your work experience, your speaking engagement, volunteers or service oriented experiences may be in different areas. So you don't want to just 
forget about those. So I would say always keep a master copy of a resume filled with all of your info, your education, experience, publications, memberships, even if it was previous membership certifications. I know I had a tobacco treatment specialist certification years <laughs> ago, um, but hey, I, I still, you know, keep that somewhere so that I remember that in what years I was certified and that type of thing. So that way you can always make it customizable and tailor your resume by adding or omitting depending on the, the job that you're, that you're applying for. Yeah, that makes sense. So it just sort of becomes a plug and play type thing when you're applying for a new job, or maybe you need to submit a resume for some reason. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of pulling things from your master copy. I really love that idea. Keeps it simple. Yeah. I mean, and we have um, multiple versions of resumes for some of our dietitians. And I, you know, I would just say you'd probably want to just name the file accordingly. So for example, if it's my management resume, it's Lindell management resume or Lindell clinical resume or Lindell food service resume, something like that that kind of keeps it organized for you. You can easily um, grab that resume and apply it to those positions that you that you see right away. Yeah, and that's actually a really good way to illustrate an important point that you shouldn't just have one resume, right? You know, if you are applying to if you're applying to jobs, your resume should be tailored to that position, right? So if it's, you know, maybe a heavily clinical position, or if it has more food service responsibilities, you want your resume to reflect your expertise in that area, right? Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you get asked to submit your resume, I mean, for things like doing a speaking engagement. Sure. And so you would want to include, obviously, your previous speaking engagements. So, I mean, it could even be a volunteer experience. So you want to highlight different areas depending on what you're sending your resume in for. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. So I know some dietitians sometimes have gaps in their work history. So if they took time off from their career to start a family or, you know, travel or whatever the case may be. Um, so what's your advice for those dietitians who have, who don't have a clear successive career path on their, um, on the resume? Uh, yes, such a great question. Um, we get asked this a lot actually from our dietitians who maybe have been out in the field for quite a while and um, have some gaps or maybe they're looking to change directions. Um, So yeah, if you have a few gaps of a few months in your work history, um, don't list the usual start and end dates for each position. Um, Use the years. So you might just say, you know, just 2010 to 2012 versus actual months or actual start dates. Um, So you know, that, that's one tip we have. And then I would say this is where you hone in on that objective or those experience highlights too, so that you can kind of show your overall um, value and um, experience in one, in one section. Um, and then you, you know, can always explain that even in further detail in a cover letter. Um, and then obviously in the interview. Yeah. So the purpose then of the resume is just sort of like a hook almost like here's, here's the reader's digest version about me 
and why I think I'm qualified, right? So we don't need to get into tons and tons of detail um, that can be saved for the interview, like you said. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, we only have so much time and obviously it's a skim and it's just kind of looking for, um, you know, honestly, how readable is it and um, the consistency and how polished it, polished it is. And then we're looking obviously that the experience is there for the type of role that you're applying for. Mm -hmm. Well, great. So we actually have um, a freebie, right? That listeners can download if they want some extra help for the resume. So what do we have, Lindell? <laughs> yes, yes. Actually, um, we have a, um, a resume template based on some of these tips and ideas. So that link in the show notes will take you right to our Dietitians On Demand resume template and feel free to use it to your heart's content. That's awesome. Yeah. So that it's, it's just sort of like a fill it in as you go type of thing. Mm -hmm. So we've set yeah. it all up for you. Um, so that's awesome. Well, this has been so helpful. Um, I can even say for myself, I've learned a few things and I feel like I want to go back and add that experience highlight section um, mm -hmm. to my resume. <laughs> I think I'm definitely going to do that. So thank you uh, for sharing yeah. your expertise and, and everything with our listeners. This has been awesome. So um, if you're listening and maybe you're looking for a new job or you're looking to update your resume, getting ready to switch jobs or whatever the case may be, um, hopefully you found today's episode helpful and we want to thank you for listening and hope that you tune in again. And if you enjoyed today's episode, you enjoyed learning about resume tips, please leave us a five-star review and tell your friends to check out Dietitians Only. Bye now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dietitians Only, a podcast produced by Dietitians On Demand. Many years ago, we started out as a staffing company dedicated to dietitians. Today, we employ hundreds of dietitians nationwide and elevate the profession with free practice resources, amazing continuing education, dietitian-centric swag, and of course, rewarding career opportunities. Let's stay connected. Follow us on social media. You can find us by searching Dietitians On Demand on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn.